Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Exodus. Now, last time, well, first, last, the last two times, I want to apologize if my sound was a little bad. I didn't realize I had a microphone issue, <laughs> but I did. So if those sounded a little rough, I apologize. I tried to clean them up as best I could. Anyway, we are reading in the book of Exodus. Now, we are ready to read Exodus chapter 29. We just read Exodus 28, and now that was all about the garments of the priests. And at the very end here, verse 43, the various articles of clothing shall be on Aaron and on his sons when they enter the tent of meeting or when they approach the altar of incense to minister in the holy place so that they do not incur guilt and die. It shall be a statute forever to Aaron and to his descendants after him. Now, that was the ending of Exodus chapter 28. We're ready to read Exodus chapter 29. Now, I am reading in the Amplified Bible. This is what you shall do to consecrate Aaron and his sons so that they may serve me as priests. Take one young bull and two rams without blemish, and unleavened bread and unleavened cakes mixed with oil, and unleavened wafers spread with oil, you shall make them of fine wheat flour. You shall put them in one basket and present them in the basket along with the bull and the two rams. Then bring Aaron and his sons to the doorway of the tent of meeting, out where the basin is, and wash them with water. Then you shall take the garments and put on Aaron the tunic and the robe of the ephod and the ephod and the breastpiece and wrap him with the skillfully woven sash of the ephod, and you shall put the turban on his head and put the holy crown on the turban. Then you shall take the anointing oil and pour it on his head and anoint him. You shall bring his sons and put tunics on them, and you shall wrap them with sashes, Aaron and his sons, and put the ornamental caps on them, and the priest's office shall be theirs by a perpetual statute. So you shall ordain Aaron and his sons. Then you shall bring the bull before the tent of meeting, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the bull's head. Now when they lay their hands on the bull's head, they're basically conferring their sin to the animal. They're identifying this animal as being an atonement or a covering for their sin so that when they sacrifice this animal, they will then be in right standing with God. Then you shall kill the bull before the Lord by the doorway of the tent of meeting, and you shall take some of the blood of the bull and with your finger put it on the horns of the altar of burnt offering and you shall pour out the remainder of the blood at the base of the altar. You shall take all the fat that covers the intestines and the lobe of the liver and the two kidneys and the fat that is on them and offer them up in smoke on the altar. But the meat of the bull, its hide and the contents of its intestines, you shall burn in the fire outside the camp. It is a sin offering. So this is a sin offering that shall be burned up. 
And you shall take one of the rams, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Then you shall kill the ram, and you shall take its blood and sprinkle it around the altar of burnt offering. Then you shall cut the ram into pieces and wash its intestines and legs and place them with its pieces and its head. And you shall burn the whole ram on the altar. It is a burnt offering to the Lord. It is a sweet and soothing aroma, an offering by fire to the Lord. Now this, the other one was a sin offering to be burnt outside of the camp, and that was to put them in right standing with God. And then this is an offering. They Again, they've laid their hands on the head of the ram, and they are identifying this as a part of them, but this is a burnt offering to the Lord, as in thanksgiving or thankfulness. We're going to read on and see if there's more said about that, but this is like a a thankful offering for that forgiveness. Then you shall take the other ram, and Aaron and his sons shall lay their hands on the head of the ram. Again, identifying this ram as a part of them, as a, a part of their offering to God. Then you shall kill the ram and take some of its blood and put it on the tip of the right ears of Aaron and his sons and on the thumbs of their right hands and on the big toes of their right feet and sprinkle the rest of the blood around on the altar of burnt offering. Then you shall take some of the blood that is on the altar and some of the anointing oil and sprinkle it on Aaron and his garments and on his sons and their garments. Now Aaron and his garments and his sons and their garments shall be consecrated, dedicated, made holy, declared sacred for God's purpose. So this one was a a sacrifice, um, kind of a cleansing sacrifice to make them dedicated and holy and separate to God. You shall also take the fat of the ram, the fat tail, the fat that covers the intestines, the lobe of the liver, the two kidneys with the fat that is on them, and the right thigh, for it is a ram of ordination. Now this is a ram of ordination, and one loaf of bread, and one cake of old bread, and one wafer out of the basket of the unleavened bread that is before the Lord. And you shall put all these in the hands of Aaron and his sons, and wave them as a wave offering before the Lord. Now the wave offering, they were offered, let's see, they were voluntary gifts or contributions required for certain purposes. It was understood that God received these offerings and then designated them for a religious purpose, such as support of the priests and their families or the preparation and maintenance of the tabernacle. So this would be their their offering of, you know, contribution to the tabernacle and to the priest, uh, the priesthood. Then you shall take them from their hands, add them to the burnt offering, and burn them on the altar for a sweet and soothing aroma before the Lord. It is an offering by fire to the Lord. In their case, they're offering this up to the Lord. Again, they're they're making an offering to the Lord. They are being ordained as God's representative to the people. 
Then you shall take the breast of the ram of Aaron's ordination and wave it as a wave offering before the Lord, and it shall be your Moses' portion. You shall consecrate the waved breast offering of the ram used in the ordination and the waved thigh offering of the priest's portion, since it is a contribution for Aaron and for his sons. It is a contribution also, this part of it. It shall be for Aaron and his sons as their due portion from the Israelites forever, for it is a heave offering. Now, the heave and the wave offering are similar. It shall be a heave offering to the Lord from the Israelites from their sacrifices of their peace offerings. The holy garments of Aaron shall be for his sons after him to be anointed and ordained in them. That son who is high priest in his place shall put them on each day for seven days when he comes into the tent of meeting to minister in the holy place. My understanding is that this was uh, what they cast lots for in Zacharias' time, that they would cast lots to see whose turn it would be to have this service that they would do for a week. They would go and do their weekly service in the tabernacle or there it was in the t- in the temple. You shall take the ram of the ordination and boil its meat in a holy place. Aaron and his son shall eat the meat of the ram and the bread in the basket at the doorway of the tent of meeting. They shall eat those things by which atonement was made at their ordination and consecration. But a layman shall not eat them because they are holy, that is, set apart to the worship of God. And if any of the meat of ordination or the bread remains until morning, you shall burn it in the fire. It shall not be eaten because it is holy. So you shall do to Aaron and his sons in accordance with all I have commanded you. During seven days you are to ordain them. You shall offer a bull every day as a sin offering for atonement. You shall cleanse the altar from sin when you make atonement for it, and you shall anoint it to consecrate it for God's sacred purpose. For seven days you shall make atonement for the altar of burnt offering and consecrate it. Then the altar shall be most holy. Whatever touches the altar must be holy, set apart for God's service. Now this is what you shall offer on the altar. Two one-year-old lambs shall be offered each day continuously. One lamb you shall offer in the morning and the other lamb at twilight. And with the one lamb there shall be one-tenth of a measure of fine flour mixed with one-fourth of a hen of beaten olive oil and one-fourth of a hen of wine for a drink offering to be poured out. And the other lamb you shall offer at twilight, and do with it as with the grain offering of the morning, and with the drink offering, for a sweet and soothing aroma to appease God, an offering by fire to the Lord. This will be a continual burnt offering throughout your generations at the doorway of the tent of meeting before the Lord, where I will meet with you to speak to you there. There I will meet with the Israelites, and the tent of meeting shall be sanctified by my glory. The Shekinah, God's dwelling presence. Now, there's a note on this I want to read. Now, first, only God can sanctify, set something apart for his 
divine purpose. So they're, they're making a note here about the fact that the tent of meeting shall be sanctified by my glory. In other words, just by God's presence. That, and that only God can really sanctify something. Now, men can consecrate or dedicate something as sacred and declare it separated from secular use, but we cannot sanctify it. Only God can sanctify us or any other thing. Now, that's one note, and we have another note about the Shekinah, God's dwelling presence. Now, this Hebrew word is not found in the Bible, but was used by the rabbis to describe the presence of God. Now, its basic meaning is royal residence, and among other things, the rabbis said that the Shekinah is present where ten people pray together, or where three people are sitting as a court of judges. And then this makes me wonder if there's not a connection there between, you know, Jesus said, where two or more are gathered in my name, there I am in the midst of them. Now, that's a rough paraphrase, not an exact quote, but it makes me wonder if that's not part of what the Lord was telling us, that whenever we are gathered together, he is there with us. So we would have Shekinah, this God's dwelling presence, with us whenever we Whenever we gather, it's just something to think about. I'm going to continue on. I will sanctify the tent of meeting and the altar of burnt offering. Also, I will sanctify Aaron and his sons to serve as priests to me. I will dwell among the sons of Israel and be their God. They shall know from personal experience and acknowledge that I am the Lord their God who brought them out of the land of Egypt so that I might dwell among them. I am the Lord their God. So they should have first-hand knowledge, basically, is what he's saying. They should have first-hand knowledge of the fact that this is God in the tent of meeting in the tabernacle because they're going to be the closest ones to him. Now, today, as the temple of God that we are, we should be the ones, we, you know, we are the royal priesthood, uh, and we should be the ones that know from firsthand experience, you know, and acknowledge God and acknowledge what he's done for us. And we do that. And I'm not saying we don't, but I'm saying, you know, we should remember that that's part of what we do. We acknowledge what God has done for us and we acknowledge that to other people and we let other people know. That is Exodus chapter 29. Hope you have a wonderful day. I want to thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.